subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett are back with you again. Excited to be sharing more time with you as always. We have a great topic today. And the topic actually came out of the internet uh, world, uh, community <laughs> world out there. It wasn't our group, was it, Matt? It was out of a... No, no. It was another uh, unofficial Ninja Selling Facebook group I saw this in. Yeah. So this is a great topic for today. We're excited to go down that. In the meantime, if you're wondering, again, where Matt and I came from and what this is all about and why we're here today. <laughs> where I came from. That's a that's a long story, Gary. That's a long story. <laughs> Head over to ninjaselling.com. You can learn all about ninja selling. You can learn about the book that Larry Kendall wrote. And uh, that'll give you more of a background of what ninja selling is all about and where this came from. Uh, you can also go check us out on the Facebook community, uh, which is the Ninja Selling Podcast Facebook group in there. Just search the Ninja Selling Podcast. You will find us and you will find about 12,000 other people in there that have found it before you. And you can go in there and mingle with them. What's taking you so long? <laughs> yeah, what, where have you been? And to go check that out. So again, be thrilled to have you in there. Great topics, great information sharing. Everybody's there to help each other out. Uh, Matt, in the meantime, we have this great topic, which is about we do. staying in flow. And what is the difference between real estate agents and other industries? And why is it so important that we stay in flow and these other industries don't have to? I think it's a great topic. Thank you, whoever you are out there for randomly posting this in some other unofficial group, but we're going to talk about it today. Matt, good morning. It really is a good question. And some of the comments off of this question were like a little tongue in cheek, like, whoa, what? They're like, you're looking for a reason not to do the, the ninja system. And like, to be fair, this is actually a good question. And the person who posed this was comparing, like, well, an auto body shop that fixes a car after an accident doesn't you know stay in flow your car just kind of ends up where it ends up and it was a it is a good comparison because it had you and i talking about like man what could that auto body shop be doing and a lot of the people were saying things like well there everybody knows 10 realtors and all this stuff there's a lot more realtors out there than there are auto body shops or name your industry you know so they don't need to to do that flow and I would argue every industry has the opportunity to have a level of flow and build relationships in a way that can impact their business in a very positive way, right? Take um, personal injury lawyers as an example. Like here in South Carolina, you go down the highways, you can see all the billboards for all the like, got in a car wreck? It's like, yeah, because I'm looking at your billboard. Um, well, call us and we'll, we'll take care of you. They would be doing, and maybe they do do a good business through their relationships as well, because you know car accidents do happen. People get hurt, probably while reading the billboard. That's why they put those darn things out there. Yeah, probably. Did I tell you that there was a billboard, and I don't think it was a personal injury attorney that had it up there, but there was like these series of billboards, and it was QR codes, and I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> Why would someone do a billboard that's a QR code? Like, what do you open it up and it says, don't text and drive? Like, that's awesome. <laughs> anyway, whole side note. So Garrett, I think a good place for us to begin is to just like, let's start with why does this exist in real estate? Uh, maybe that's the right place for us to start. Maybe it's not. But I think maybe giving a soft answer to that as we kind of explore how this kind of exists and doesn't exist in other industries, that might be helpful. What do you think? Yeah, no. So, and I, and I think one one area to start out here, real quick, Matt, is just the reticular activating system. Most people that are listening to this right now are real estate agents. This is why you're aware of flow. Uh, you've obviously been introduced to Ninja. 
This is what you hear about is flow and staying in contact with people. Other businesses do it also. So let's just start out there right now. There's lots of other businesses. There's lots of other... I mean, we've got restaurants in our town. They have programs and ways of staying in flow with people. They may just not call it flow. So let's let's just open that door up right now that you see it involved in real estate so much because you are in real estate and you're around Ninja and your awareness is of it. It was very, very, very high. It's a good point. It's a very good point. So let's just start there. But I do agree that um, you know, in real estate, you know, in the industry that we're in, we do talk about it a lot and building these relationships and why is it more prevalent in kind of our world. And Matt, you brought up a really great piece, which is like, I actually think that those other businesses could benefit from it, you know, if they had these pieces in there. But uh, I think also is that, you know, we are individual businesses too. Uh, you know, these these companies, like if you take, like they used an auto body shop as an example on this post, you know, that is a, a larger business that is basically staying in flow. That's not John who owns the auto body shop staying in flow with all of his people. This is the corporation that's set up there that they do advertising. They do have things that are going out. If you listen to the normal radio, if you ever read, there's a part on your radio that you can actually turn into FM. FM. There's a dial Whoa. also. There's numbers. You got to figure that out. That That's something that confuses me. But it, is this inside Apple CarPlay or is this something else? I'm, I'm... <laughs> it's it's something else, Matt. It's It actually was before Apple CarPlay. Wow. Really? But in there, if you listen to it long enough, there will be ads. Ads? Yeah, I know. Can you skip them? Can we fast forward them? You can't. You have to listen to them all the way through. (laughs) (laughs) And you will hear the auto body shop on there, by the way. And they will say with a nice little jingle, when your car breaks, come see us. That stuff is going on out there. But I think we need to look at it as the auto body shop is like your parent company that your license is hung under. When we talk about you being in flow, you are this entity underneath that that is developing their own business, their own brand, their own marketing pieces. And this is where flow, especially if you're building a relationship style business, really becomes the key point. So I'll start there, Matt. That's a good point. I think um, we forget that we as a real estate agent have the opportunity to build a strong business that doesn't have the requirement of scale, right? An auto body shop, a, a a larger entity needs to think about scaling. I mean, we we talk about it a lot as an individual agent, but you really don't have to quote scale in the same way that a larger entity does. If you focus on your personal relationships, you can have a a much easier to manage business with lower overhead. So there's an advantage to staying in flow. And running auto flow campaigns with your database as a real estate agent that actually just keep your margins better. You have a a larger profit margin from doing that. And yes, there are a lot of real estate agents out there. So staying in flow will help you stay top of mind. But I think the other component is, is how the dynamics of purchasing and selling real estate works, which is why we talk about having a warm list. If somebody gets in a car wreck, You can market to that. Instant change. You can run ads against people who have been involved in car wrecks. You can run marketing and and flow campaigns with insurance companies, develop business relationships with them. You kind of know who's had a car wreck. You can be an ambulance chaser and be like, oh, 
I heard there's a car wreck over the radio. Let's go, you know, be there. Did I just hear the sound of crunching metal while I'm sitting here at lunch outside? <laughs> Somebody needs me. <laughs> Was that a car wreck? Real estate doesn't have that public effect. You don't all of a sudden go, oh, I just heard that somebody needs to buy or sell a house. Let me go show up with my cape and say, I'm here to save you, right? And so you can be involved a lot earlier on if you are in flow. No one's preparing for a car wreck, right? The auto body shop's not like, hey, let's stay in flow with Garrett because you know he's going to be thinking about wrecking his car this week and, and we want to be there for him. That doesn't happen. By the way, my wife was... It was funny that this stood out to me because um, my wife was just involved in a, in a, in a car wreck. And and we went to the auto body shop that our insurance company told us to go to, right? Like, I don't have a relationship with an auto body shop. Regardless, that's, I think, a key difference is how the clients come to be in that industry is an important factor. And in real estate, we just don't know when somebody's going to buy or sell. Well, as ninjas, we do know because we have a warm list. So staying in flow is important, right? I think that's that's one key element that is part of the real estate industry that also exists in other sales industries, by the way, which they do stay in flow and build relationships. There's been books written about this for decades. So I think that's another element of it, Carrot. Well, I look at like we just I just had to take our our suburban in to, you know, have well, I had estimates of all the work that needed to be done. I actually didn't have them do the work because it was insane. <laughs> but it's interesting like how I picked an auto the auto repair shop was I looked on Google and because I don't have any personal people that are staying in flow with me. I don't have anybody that I know that owns a repair shop in town. And I went off who's got the highest reviews. And I found one that has a crazy amount of five-star reviews and satisfied people. And I went there. That's where I'm taking my car. Interesting thing, though, is this company that I took my car to, I get why they have such high reviews and such high feedback online. Because they referred to me by name every single time I walked into that building. They knew things about my car and helped me understand things about my car they didn't have to do. They completely washed my car inside and out before giving it back to me, even though they just did the estimate work on my car. And I was like, You didn't even pay them anything. I well, I did pay for some of the some of the tests that they had done, but we're talking the difference of a $10,000 bill is what they had quoted me to have all the work done compared to the $300 that I spent in having all the tests done. Right. Minimal. So you start putting all this stuff together. I have now referred that company many, many, many times over this last couple of months. Even though you're not using Even it. Even though I haven't fully used it. I'm like, those guys are on it. They're really good. Here's the thing that was flow. What I'm sharing and what I'm doing over time here, I'm going to slowly start to forget about them. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to go one month, two months, three months, four months, a year where I don't need them or I don't have a conversation with somebody that needs help with their car being fixed. And all of a sudden, it's just that company that's down there. I don't even remember the name of it now anymore. That's the challenge that a lot of these companies have that if they wanted to lean into being in flow, oh my gosh. What a crazy opportunity to check in with me every once in a while on my car, which by the way, they are doing, which I, it still impresses me that they're like, since you've left our shop, like, how is your car doing right now? A phone call, by the way. Yeah, not even just like an email or an automated text message. A phone call asking me how I'm doing. I think this adds another element of like, what kind of business do you want to be in? Real estate or otherwise, whatever industry. And an auto body shop has the opportunity to say, hey, am I going to be in the trauma business? Meaning like 
car accident, we fix car accidents. That's what we do. Or do they want to be in the, we help you drive a better car business, right? As I was telling Garrett, like I have high mileage vehicles. And so the front of these vehicles are beaten up with, you know, little rock chips and these different things that have happened. And man, if you're an auto body shop, the opportunity is to like help be in flow with people and kind of you, you even said like you had a car dealership when you were back in your car sales days that said, Hey, this is how you can change your wipers and basically educate people on different elements of their car being in flow with that and auto flow, which then shows the opportunity. Like if, if there was somebody who was in flow with me about like, yeah, you know, this is how you can help keep the front of your car clean. Here's some general maintenance tips. And by the way, if this ever happens, this is a service that we offer as well, because I would love to correct the paint on the front of both of my vehicles right now. I don't really know who's to do it. And I haven't, and it's not that big of a deal. So I'm not taking the time to do the research, but if somebody was in my ear about it, I'd be over there this weekend, most likely. And Matt, what you just said that was really interesting is like, am I in the business of helping people when they're in trauma? Or am I building a bigger business based off of service of having you drive the nicest car that you want to drive? Everybody listening to this right now, for the most part, I know I'm assuming, but everybody listening here can walk around your car right now and find some sort of ding from somebody at the grocery store that opened their car door up. It didn't actually chip the paint, but it's got that little teeny knot that you walk up and you're like, yep, that's kind of a bummer that that happened. By the way, an auto body shop can pop those things out for almost nothing in a matter of minutes. Like it's not some magical system that they have to have to be able to do it. It's a very simple skill. They can probably even come to you now to do it. Like, oh yeah, we'll just drive a tech out and we'll take care of it in your driveway or your parking lot while you're at work. You could be sitting at work and they will show up and they will fix those little things and you're going to come out being like, I'm a better person. Because now my car looks like this. You know, Safe Light Auto Glass came to mind with this. And you think about a auto body type company that stays in flow with people, right? If you need to repair any auto glass on, on I challenge anybody to think of another company ahead of Safe Light that comes to mind first when you think about a chip in your windshield, a break in your windshield, or any other part of your auto glass, right? Because they do have a great marketing campaign, but once you're in their system too, you, they do the company stays in flow with you, and they have a great way of the way they run service. And so, if I ever need a windshield fixed, like they're the only company that I call because I don't know of anybody else, and I don't think it's because nobody else exists because there are other companies that exist. SafeLight stays in flow with me through their advertisements, through the emails that I get, through the text messages whenever I've had service over the years. Which, by the way, it's not like every year. I go and do business with them. It's like once every however many years. And in South Carolina, cool thing is insurance covers a replacement of a windshield no matter what, which is pretty sweet. Although we pay for it. (laughs) Insurance is a lot higher here too. So I think that's an example of an auto body company that does a good job. Well, and I think also it's like, it's understanding who the customer is for that auto body shop. Auto body shops from like our standpoint, Yeah, we do benefit from them and we are going to give them some business. The real business that they get is when there's like my daughter, this is now two years ago, got nailed in a intersection because somebody ran a red light, just crushed her car. When we were sitting there on the side of the road, making sure that everybody's body parts were still intact and everybody was still was okay. Tow truck driver says... Which they were, by the way, just so everybody knows. Everybody was good. Everybody's fine. 
But the tow truck driver says, where do you want me to take this car to? Do you have a body shop? Do you have a place? In that moment, no, I don't have a body shop. And he's like, great, we're going to pull it here. And it was interesting. 24 hours later, my insurance company gets a hold of me and says, these are the shops that we use in our town. This is where we're going to take it to. We'll let you know what's going on with it. I'm not the customer. The insurance company is the customer. And I guarantee it, the owner of that body shop does make sure that they're in flow with the insurance company and whoever their contact person is or the rep is there. That's who they need to be in flow with. So there is flow going on. They are picking their right people because there's a hundred other body shops in town here that don't choose to stay in flow with the insurance company and don't want to work with them, that they don't get that business. The business goes to the people that are. So I think it is happening more than you think it is. It's just happening with a different place. You got to understand who your customer is. Well, that goes back to what you said at the beginning, which is the reticular activating system. And I think we ask this question a lot of ourselves because we see it in the real estate industry. Now, part of this question too, Garrett, was about understanding consumer psychology. The real question was like, is there a reason why we do this that has to do with consumer psychology? And yes, I believe there there is. And you would know this a lot more than, than me, Garrett, because you actually studied this stuff before you were in real estate. I started studying this stuff once I was in the business thanks to you really primarily but you know you think about how like i always start with how do i go about making decisions in my consumer life you know whether it's from the computer that i choose to the you know the phone the hat the clothes all those things i started thinking about how do i make decisions when it comes to certain things and what is influencing those decisions for me and then you can apply that to your business because a lot of times we'll say, well, it has nothing to do with the relationship with somebody at those companies because there just isn't. But if you think about the places where you do have a relationship, and I'll use my pest guy as an example, who's recently moved to a different industry, which now has me rethinking who I'm going to work with. But when we moved houses, it was no question who was going to be my pest guy because Michael would always talk to me, ask me about my kids and everything. Whenever he came by, I had his work cell phone number that he would text me on. and. He was in flow with me. Now, he personally wasn't doing any marketing to me because his company took care of that, right? But I wanted him as my tech because I liked him, right? Pest business is not necessarily a difficult business, I don't think. Pretty much they all probably do a similar thing, have similar chemicals and all the things that they do. I'm sure there's a variation. There's a, you got to think like a cockroach, Matt. Right. You got to be the cockroach. Be the cockroach. <laughs> we call them palmetto bugs in South Carolina because it's a nicer name. They're cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> so I think about that decision. I was like, I made that decision because I was in flow with somebody who I had a relationship with and I liked them. And that's where the opportunity lies in real estate because there's a million pest companies I can choose from, but I chose that because of the relationship. And so a consumer psychology, we will choose things based on a relationship that we have as long as the service is equal or better. If Michael was a bad tech, but he was a really nice guy, I wouldn't use him. But he was a good tech and he solved my bug problem. I'll actually disagree with you on this one. I think you can have a mediocre service yes, and have an incredible relationship with somebody because we have all recommended a service where you have to vouch for part of it to kind of go like, hey, you know what? This guy is a stand-up dude. He's amazing. He's cheaper. 
there might be some little quirks and things like that, but like this guy's heart is in it. He will take care of you. He's going to make sure it's right no matter what. Well, I think of like the pest business, right? Like you either get the pests or you don't, right? Yeah. And if he was coming out and there were still bugs all the time, like as much as I love him, I wouldn't use him. You know, whether it's, oh, they're delayed because we do make those justifications. Like I got a recommendation for somebody to do some work and like... Tony's a little slow. Like he's probably not going to respond to you right away, but you know, you just wait. It's worth it because of this, this, and this. I'm like, okay, expectation set. Yep. Right now, if it was like, yeah, he might be bad at what he does. You know, it might fall down after he builds it. I'd be like, uh, okay, I, I love the guy, but not going to, not going to use him. Right. See, I could move to South Carolina and walk around going like, Man, these bugs here, even the pest guy can't get control of them. They're horrendous. Like they're coming out of everywhere. And Matt's going, like, yeah, that shouldn't be. They should have been able to fix that. Like, I'm like, well, I don't know any better. I don't know any different. Right. Like, I, this is my first time kind of experiencing this. I think it's again, the things that Larry used to say all the time, still says, is is that, you know, our our job in ninja, our job with relationships we think is selling real estate. We think it is providing this, and you need to be good at it. You need to show up, but it's really developing care and concern for somebody's needs and who they are. And for the most part, the ones that I have watched that really embrace that and really understand it, their businesses are off the charts. They're good real estate agents. They are good at taking care of people when it comes to anything that has to do around their house. What they're really good at is knowing the kids' birth dates and celebrating with them. They're really good at knowing that what college those kids are going to and the football teams and like who's who's got a game going on this weekend and who do I need to call. They're really good at knowing all their wine drinkers in their database. And when there's a big wine tasting event going on in town, calling all of them and saying, hey, are you guys going to be there? I can't wait to hang out with you guys. I know I'll find you down there. They're really good at throwing the pool party and getting on the phone and personally inviting all their people there because they want to see those people and connect with them and have a great afternoon with them. The caring concern for people is one of the most important parts about Ninja. And sometimes we just look at it as repetition, 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 throw out more stuff that makes them go, oh yeah, that's right. He's in real estate. Repetition, repetition, repetition. And oh man, it's feeling weird. These guys are going to think I'm onto something like where like I'm, you know, calling them all the time and write, I think I've written them like four notes this year and I've never written them notes before, but I'm doing the system. It's like, well, do you really have the care and concern for who that person is? Or are you just pushing out stuff? Yeah. And it's different. That care and concern lights it up every single time. And by the way, I have taken Ninja and applied it into different industries. And we've talked about it on podcasts of the past or episodes of the past, where, you know, whether it's insurance, whether it's interior designers, whether it's stagers, whether it's inspectors, whether it's my my favorite one is the sound engineer. I used to coach the sound engineer for Cindy Lopper, also did sound for Rob Zombie, also did sound for Bush. Also did sound for Billy Bob Thornton and a handful of other bands. And we basically took Ninja and applied it into all of these famous musicians. And all of a sudden, this person's business went from chasing the next tour that these guys were hopefully going to be doing and hoping he was going to be able to be there to be on tour with them to all of a sudden having opportunities in business pour in from everywhere from things like so-and-so just got sick on tour and they don't have a sound guy. How fast can you get to England? Like Things like that started happening just because he was in flow, 
but he truly cared about these people and he just leaned into that. Yeah. I think there's there's so many elements around this. And um, again, we can go down a lot of different paths with this map, but I think that that's, that's something that needs to be taken into account when we're talking about building this business and being in flow. No doubt. And, and I want to add one other thing into this too, Garrett, which is in real estate, there's not much comparison of results. And I'll give an example here that actually has to do with an auto paint shop. So when you help someone sell their home, as an example, they don't get to go back and do it again to see if they could get a better price with someone else, right? They don't get to go back and do it again and see if they get a different experience with somebody else. Maybe they can do that the next time they sell something, but you don't get a replay, right? So the comparison of result is very difficult in real estate. And I mean like a direct one-on-one comparison. Yes, you can show, hey, this is what I did and show testimonials, which is important. But when it comes to just working with that one person, which is why that care and concern is so important, because that's going to be the main driver. Because if you have the trust and confidence of the client, they've already acknowledged that you're going to produce the result for them that they want, regardless of what it is. And so an example here is I know a gentleman who is in ownership, uh, who owns a performance company in Atlanta. And uh, he was working on, I think it was a Camaro. And they needed to redo the front bumper and he had to get it painted. And I, and from what I gathered from what he shared online, he had lost flow with the guy he always went to a little bit and needed something done quickly and went to this other shop. Well, the picture that he posted looked like a beautiful car, but if you actually looked at the picture, the front bumper was a different color than the rest of the car. Is that bad? <laughs> when you want it to match, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, I can't believe I went somewhere else than such and such paint because you know clearly the the best and so he was able to actually compare cuz that's something that he has to know go fix right you don't compare to like a hey i sold my house for x it was wrong i need to go fix it yep and so i think now i will say on the other side if he was closer connected with that paint shop he may have never deviated and gone somewhere else that was maybe a little less expensive he just would have gone to them first um, like he had done many, many times and now will again, because he's going to get this problem solved. He's never going anywhere else for the rest of his business, right? Unless he's wronged by them somehow. Real estate, we don't have that as much. We really don't have that as much. I'm so happy you brought this back around to cars because it just makes everything make sense for me. <laughs> the the reason, okay, so I'm entering, I've entered my car into the pageant here locally in town. Uh, we have a huge car show going on. That starts tonight. If anybody wants to go check it out, Cool April nights in Reading. If you ever never been, it's an amazing thing. But it is happening tonight. So by the time you listen to this, you've missed it. How long have you wanted to get your car into that? I, I put it in every year. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah, no, I put it in every year. But this year is special because it looks a little different than before. I don't know. The truck you got some new shoes on it. Oh no, there's no new shoes on the truck? No, the truck. Oh, you're putting the truck in it. Oh yeah, my car doesn't my car doesn't qualify. It's not old enough. Uh my other car, my truck qualifies. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I have a 1970 Blazer that I've had since I was 16 years old. 29 years we worked it out. This car has been in my world. I was talking to it the other day that there's very few things that I have owned that have been with me this long as this truck. We were having a little heart-to-heart in the garage. And um, it's interesting, is Matt, what you were just saying is really an interesting point because when you go to the car show that I'll be at tomorrow morning, everybody walks around and there's conversations that happen about like, who did your paint? Who did your engine work on this thing? Somebody will start up a truck and they'll be like, oh, John so-and-so with this shop did my engine work. And all of a sudden somebody else goes, you know, John, 
John did the engine work on my car also. Then all of a sudden, there's a lasting product. What you just said was perfect, Matt, is there's a lasting product. Body shops, there's a lasting product of what comes out of there. All these things that you know, if you have your house painted, there's a lasting product that you get to show somebody of the work that was done in your house. You have a kitchen remodeled. Who did your cabinets? Christian cabinets did our cabinets. There's a lasting product there. Every single time time who walks into that kitchen, you're going to get a chance to talk about who did the cabinets, who did the granite work, who put your pool in. That's an interesting thing that you have a lasting marketing piece that doesn't always happen with real estate. It, well, it just, it doesn't. Like you don't have a lasting piece because it, it's a service, right? It's, it, it is a service. And because it is a competitive landscape, your care and concern, as you said, Garrett, is your lasting piece. Your care and concern for the client, you're showing up, you're being in flow with them. That is your lasting piece, which is why we coach and train people to be in flow personally and through auto flow and, and other types of marketing, because that's what's going to get somebody to say, oh, you're selling your house? You, you need to call Garrett, right? Because he's the best realtor. Yep. Is he? Like, yep. He may not be the quote, the best realtor, but he's the best for me because he, he cares about me and I know he's going to care about you. And that's the most important thing that you can have in, in that relationship. This is an interesting thing, though, is this is also what allows you to be mediocre. And I'm not telling anybody to be mediocre, but this is what allows you to be <laughs> mediocre and have a really great care and concern for people's needs because the lasting product drifts away fairly quickly. Well, this is where when you see those, my biggest pet peeve, non-professional photos on the MLS, and it just happened yesterday, too. I got an email and I'm like, no, like, how is this property on the market at that price with those photos? And I'm like, you know what? That agent must have an amazing relationship with that homeowner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, we, again, we're looking for our house down in Texas right now. And, and she sent me a, uh, a listing and uh, she's like, oh, she's like, yeah, don't, don't be too hard. Cause she knows my background. She goes, don't be too hard on this one. I'm about to send you. And I'm looking at it and there's literally like a towel on the floor in the bathroom and there's all the toiletries all over the countertop. Like they literally like walked in, like snapped the photo while somebody like said like, Hey, can you just give me a second? I'll be done in here. <laughs> and I walked in and clicked it. Here's an, and, and I think this would actually be a good story to conclude on how you kind of connected with your agent in college station. And it was because she was, starting, she was just starting to be in flow with you a little bit. And she also happened to be starting to get in flow with me as well. And so that connection happened. And now you have somebody who's paying attention to you, has care and concern for you, who's now guiding you in that after you kind of been around trying to find somebody and that's how it happened. Yeah. We, we stumbled at first finding an agent down in that area and I'm not going to, which by the way is crazy and surprising knowing what you do, but also it's not like we, you put the vibe out to everybody. Well, it's, you know, here's what's funny, and I, and I will share this while we're sitting here on this topic, Matt. It was interesting. I did put the vibe out to a handful of people. I was amazed how many people said, I'll find you somebody. And they're like, I've got somebody for you, Garrett. And I would say, where did you, where, where are they? Tell me who they are. And overwhelming, underwhelmingly, <laughs> the answer was, I, we got them through our reload department. And I'm not saying all reload departments are bad or whatnot. But what I am saying is, is that that's not what I was looking for. 
I was not looking for a Relo find internally because that doesn't mean tell me anything about how good that agent is. The care and concern and the relationship is not established. There's nothing in there other than they got the order ticket at the right time because they're involved in Relo there. Which, if you're going to do that, I just want to put this in there because if you're going to send somebody like that, instead of just like, oh yeah, I found my Relo department, it's like, I connected with this person through my network. I had a conversation with them, gave them the background, found out that blah, 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 blah. And this is why they're going to be great for you, right? A relationship can be established really quickly, by the way. But in these cases, there wasn't. It was just, here's this person. Now, and I will say, so that was the initial lead up to it. Then the first agent that we worked with, there was a couple of fumbles in there. Some of it was not their their fault. There were some things where they, they got sick. And the weekend that I was there, they were MIA. And I took that more of like a, huh? Like, where are these guys to find out later that they actually were ill? So you got to give that that to them. But they did pair me up with an agent that's been licensed for a month and a half. And maybe not fully trained or prepped and things like that. So Yes. So there's a lot of issues here that kind of led up to meeting the agent that we're currently working with right now. And it's funny, Matt, because as we like look into this, you reached out to her on a totally separate note totally separate. earlier in the day. I found her through a connection that I had. She'd made a comment on a Facebook post of me being down in Texas. She said, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe you're here and you didn't say hi. I've never met her before, Uh, but she knows me through the podcast and other stuff and she's friended me, but she did take the time to just make that little comment, which I kind of laughed at. And then I was like, you know what? I didn't have a great first try here with this. Let's go into some of our listeners and let's figure out if there's somebody in there that understands who I am at a higher level and maybe will take good care of me. And it was funny. I reached out to her and she said, I was talking to Matt this morning. I'm like, what were you talking to Matt about? And then we got into this great conversation. And the more I talked to her, I was like, oh my gosh, you're my, you're the person that I need to have. Like this, this all kind of worked out in the right way. But it's something when you find somebody who really wants to take care of you, you could tell in their heart, they really want to take care of you. And uh, that's what people want. They really want someone who's going to listen, understand what their needs and concerns are and help them. So we're getting there. Yeah. And and so that's why, to answer the question, why do in the real estate in- industry, we talk about being in flow, maintaining relationships and all this stuff. That is why. Care and concern at the highest level is what's going to drive somebody most of the time, aside from the 15% who just want to pay rock bottom price. That's what's going to drive their decision on who they want to hire to help help them buy or sell a house. And most important, Matt, that I took away from my conversation with you today is that in service industries, it's harder to have a product that's going to be a long-lasting product that people can talk about. And that's where flow is even more important. If you have a lasting product that stays after you've gone that people can talk about you could probably get away with less flow based off the product that you are creating, unless it's a bad product. But that, that'll work the same too, just negative. Yeah. In the opposite direction. <laughs> Who painted that bumper? <laughs> Why is that not right? Yeah. Yeah. Let me take note of that shop so I never go there. Thank you. Yeah. Gosh, man. So I, I hope that this helps clarify some things, which by the way, thank you for whoever, um, and I, I probably should just go back and find out who that was. But thank you for posing that question. Thanks to everybody who does pose that question because it is a really good question. So 
hopefully that helps clear a lot of things up for everybody. And um, hopefully for the people not in real estate who are in those industries that, you know, maybe they are surviving on that product. They're like, hey, wait, I have an opportunity here to really grow my business if I want to by focusing on these relationships. Like that could be a game changer for me. So there you go. Love it. Love it. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. Garrett, thank you for going through this with me. Appreciate it. Appreciate everybody who's listening. As we said in the beginning, if you want to join our community, head over to Facebook, type in the Ninja Selling Podcast, find the one that's over 12,000 people. That's the place for you to be. And if you're new to Ninja, which we know a lot of you are, head over to ninjaselling.com. Look for an installation in anywhere in the country. I recommend that you travel to these things because it's going to be a wonderful experience. And it's also going to help you maintain a different level of focus because you'll be away from your business. And if you want to learn more about coaching, if you've been through all this stuff and you're saying, hey, I would be really great if I could have somebody on my team who could walk down this path with me, just click the coaching button on ninjaselling.com. You'll connect up with one of our fantastic coaches that Garrett Hands selects to be a coach. And we'll be there with you every step of the way. So appreciate you guys listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.